0: Welcome to episode 123 of the Disney Park Princess Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Heather. And I'm so pleased. I, I don't know why, but episode one, two, three just makes me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting numerically. Uh so this week on the Disney Park Princess Podcast, we are going to be talking about split stays. Um at Walt Disney World or Disneyland, or really, you know, anywhere you're going, uh, split stay. For those of you who may not be familiar with the term, is when you stay at more than one hotel during the course of one vacation. So, we're going to get into that in a little bit. Charlotte has a whole blog post that she wrote about it recently um, that wound up going viral. <laughs> 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 it's just fantastic. Um, got us put in a little bit of Google jail for a while, but there, it's fine. 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 <laughs> she <laughs> broke the internet for us. So, that was Put us in Google jail, but it's fine. (laughs) But first up, we actually have a bunch of news this week, which is nice, right? All right, let's get into the big one first, the one that caused the most amount of sort of hoopla and chatter. And of course, that had to do with Disneyland. So Heather, why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
1: I love that Disneyland is finally getting back in the news after a year away, Um, but last week Disneyland announced that they are proposing something called Disneyland Forward, which is a multi-year public planning effort with the city of Anaheim to update development approvals and meet the current and future demand in entertainment. What exactly does that mean, you might ask? (laughs) Nobody really knows, but the way Disneyland presented it, and I'm sure you all saw they sent out a ton of um, kind of models and you know, artist renderings and proposals of what they want to do to Disneyland. And the internet kind of collectively lost its mind and everybody was so excited. And are we doing a third theme park? It looks like there's shopping, there's dining, there's more hotels. No, it's not a third theme park. It's just an extension of what's there. And everybody was going crazy. And I just kind of sat back and laughed because this is not, not, Repeat not confirmed plans. This is not something that Disneyland released saying this is what we are doing. Basically, it's a big PR campaign by the Disneyland Resort to try to get the city of Anaheim on board to rework development um, permits that have been with the city for almost as long as disneyland has been in existence and they are trying to rework the zoning of certain land that disneyland currently owns and has not built upon or that other hotels in the area currently own and um disney kind of wants to take over rework the zoning and then maybe eventually expand their resort to include shopping Dining hotels and a little bit extra—not a full theme park, but kind of like extra of California Adventure type of thing. Um, and then to kind of confuse people further, they also <laughs> released um, released um, artwork from Shanghai Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea of um, Frozen and Tangled lands and the Zootopia land that's currently under construction in Shanghai. Just to say, hey, so you know if you rework this zoning this is what we could possibly do here not what we are going to do but like this is what we're doing in china and and tokyo you should let us do that here so really it's nothing more than a pr to pr program i guess to kind of get anaheim to work with them uh better than they did on the hotel that was supposed to go by downtown disney and then got (laughs)
0: Canceled. <laughs> yeah. Does everybody remember that? Because we were all very excited that when yep. they announced that they were building a fourth hotel, I
1: was not excited because they took out Earl of Sandwich.
0: Yeah. Don't but touch. You. You do whatever you want, Disneyland. Just
1: leave Earl of Sandwich. Don't touch the Earl alone. of Sandwich.
0: Yeah. Exactly. But uh, but yeah. And then we all saw what happened with that, which is there is there is no hotel there anymore. The city of Anaheim did not want to play ball. Um, so I
1: mean, I guess this is exciting in that Disney is hoping to expand, but. I'm going to sit back here and not get my hopes up because who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Anaheim may be more willing to work with them, you know, after COVID basically shut down the city, but also at the same time, there are other businesses besides Disneyland there. And, you know, Disney does need to be able to play within the rules and not try to manipulate the rules. So who knows how this is going to play out, but it's not anything that is 100% confirmed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just, Fun speculation at this point, really.
1: Yep.
0: (laughs) All right. So moving on to news that is actually happening, um, and this one's sort of exciting to report, is that there is going to be a Disney Cruise Line ship that we can confirm is going to be sailing with passengers on it. Yeah this summer (laughs) now unless you're listening to us from the united kingdom though you're not going to be one of those passengers (laughs) but we do have some listeners in the uk so hey good news for you guys um the disney magic will be sailing i think it's two three and four night sailings out of various united kingdom ports this summer this is for uk residents only um public service announcement. However, U.S. travel agents like Charlotte and Heather can book those though, should you need assistance. Just Sorry, in. little plug, <laughs> Just um, But yes, so that is very exciting.
1: I'm yeah. excited for it. It's, I, also to further clarify, uh, because Disney didn't really release any details almost with it it it's a basically a cruise to nowhere you get on your right. uh the ship whether it's in dover or in Le- i think they even have one in london which is exciting yeah um <laughs> like you don't have to drive the two hours to the port but like you just get on the ship and you don't get off so
2: that yeah. kind of skirts the the code
1: that's rules. my kind
0: of cruise frankly
1: right Me like too, i'm there right. for the ship
2: yeah Well, it's, I mean, it's interesting. Other cruise lines are doing this too um, in a little bit different ways. Uh, They have, other cruise lines have more ships so they Mm -hmm. can do a little bit more. Caribbean and Celebrity are doing Europe and uh, the Caribbean from non-US ports. We don't know yet if Disney will take one of their ships in the Caribbean and home port it in like Nassau or something. No clue. But it's, it's a nice way to, start getting things up and running again in the cruises. So yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm just
1: excited, I'm excited to see
0: crew to... members go back to work.
1: Yeah. And how many people are looking to cruise? You know, you know, it's going to be safe. Everybody who gets on board, depending on the sailing, would need a vaccine, you know, and, and check the cruise line you're looking at for particular rules for that particular cruise. But like, it's going to be safe and people want to vacation. And I'm just so excited to see this happening. Yeah.
0: Um, and so we actually have a friend who is a cruise blogger from the UK. Her name is Jenny Fielding. She goes by Cruise Mummy. Um, so she's got some coverage of that on her website, um, cruise mummy, cruise mummy.co.uk, I believe. Um, and so she's got a link back to some of our blogs and we've got a link on our blog to some of her blogs. Um, so you should, uh, you should check her stuff out because she is a specifically cruise line blogger based in the UK. So she has access to some of the information and the PR that Disney is not giving to non-UK-based <laughs> sites, so definitely check her out. Uh, and then over at Walt Disney World, we've got more information, and in fact, they have started the rollout of, I want to call it mobile magic, it's not mobile, ma- it's magic mobile, is the new term, right, Charlotte Do I have that right?
2: Yeah, you have it right. I'm still confused over exactly what it is, because I've read it like four times, <laughs> and I I still don't – I feel like there's still not enough info yet.
0: Yeah. So So it's basically – it just takes the place of your magic band. So instead of using your magic band, you can now use your Apple device. So Apple Watch, phone, you know, whatever, instead of a magic band. So as of right now, you can use your – you can use it for park admission. You can use it to open your hotel room. I think they're still working on the charging back to the room thing. I don't think that is fully – in place, but, um, mobile order, you know, all of that stuff is, is working. So,
1: yeah, well, here's my question for you guys, cause I'm not an Apple user, so this doesn't apply to me. And even if it did, I wouldn't use it cause I'm notorious for breaking my phone. And so <laughs> I don't need to be pulling it out to use it as my, my park entry, but for your, Apple Watch, how like is there an app that has to be downloaded or does now it's the, the Apple My Disney
0: watch, it's the My Disney Experience app. Well
1: that's my question. Does it just magically get sent to your app? Like, how are you do you already have My Disney Experience on your Apple Watch? If you have it
0: on your phone, you typically have it on your watch as well. Yeah, okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think this would be nice if I still had an Apple Watch. Um, but I'm not going to get one just for this.
0: You I know? do have an Apple Watch. I'm excited.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm At this point, I'm so used to wearing a magic band that it doesn't bother me,
0: yeah. but
2: yeah, it would be nice to have one less thing to, to wear one less thing to, ha- you know, if I didn't have to pull my phone out of my pocket or something like that, mm-hmm. that's, that's cool. And I mean, it will eventually come to other platforms besides apple yes. i'm sure they're
0: just yes, I'm sure. i apple mean
1: is- i think
2: it's a great option like like sarah
1: if you have an apple watch and now it's one less thing you have to wear on your wrist i think that's yes. fantastic i don't think it's a better option than like somebody for me who you know i have an android it doesn't have an apple watch it doesn't right. have like I, I wear a fitbit watch so unless you can get my fitbit watch to talk to it I'm, i don't want to have to be pulling my phone out of my pocket Like, number one, germs. Two, I'm going to break it. I just know my luck. Like, I don't think it's a better option than a magic band than that. But if you have an Apple Watch, I think that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's up next? Uh, So, Magic Mobile, Disney Cruise, Disneyland expansion. Oh, this is a rumor, but I'm excited about it. We've heard the rumors that the People Mover, and this is kind of, I'm resisting the urge to make the joke, but I can't help it. The People Mover is being resurrected on Easter Sunday. (laughs) I can't help it. <laughs> I that's... almost choked on my smoothie. So <laughs> Sorry, that's help. so wrong. I'm like In my head, I'm going, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But I had to. It was there. Yeah. Uh, so yes, the rumor is, is that the People Mover is going to reopen on Easter Sunday. Oh, uh, I hope so. Yep. I hope so.
1: I'm... I miss the People Mover so much. It was so hard <laughs> being there in October and just seeing it
0: sit there empty. It was so depressing. I'm just putting it right out there. I'm going to cry. The first time I get to ride the People Mover, like I don't know if I'm going to cry going through the like walking down Main Street USA. That's a distinct possibility; it might happen. But I can tell you for sure that when I get on the People Mover for the first time again after you know over a year uh, of absence, uh, I I will for sure cry. There's no question. <laughs> <laughs> so again, this is not confirmed, but it is a very strong rumor. I saw it on Disney Food Blog, and they are not prone to posting rumors. So. Um, but I can't find an official Disney source that confirms it. So until I see it from the mouse himself, we consider it to be rumor. So, um, but, but we are going to cross
1: there, our fingers really, really hard. Yes, if you're going to be
0: there this weekend on Sunday and, 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 and if you can c- confirm or deny, please, 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 please post in our Facebook group. <laughs> it will make me so happy. Um, all right. And then last but not least. little bit of non-Disney discussion. Um, We don't typically talk very much about non-Disney parks, but we're going to today just because I think it's important to mention this. Um, Universal Orlando has been routinely closing to capacity. Um, They just closed capacity yesterday. We're recording this on Tuesday, March 30th, on Monday, March 29th, um, which is not really really spring break crowds anymore Um, and certainly not a weekend. They closed capacity very early in the day. So, yeah, And they do not have Park Pass. So this is not, you know, this is, they're handling it very differently than Walt Disney World is. I don't know which system is better. <laughs> I
1: feel like it was almost like when Universal reopened, everybody was more excited about Universal because you didn't have to do all the work of right. a Park Pass system. Um but I mean, look, I'm sure Disney is probably closing to capacity too. We just don't know that because no you know, nobody has
2: you know, you have your park passes. And if you don't have a park pass, right. you're not there is no, to yeah, go there.
0: with Disney, there is no sort of quote unquote closing to capacity. They just sell out of park passes.
2: Right. And that it's did an happen break. over Spring break. That has break.
1: happened.
0: That did happen uh, over spring break. Yeah. There were no so, park I
1: mean, I just break. would be really disappointed if I got to Universal yeah. and couldn't get in. Like I wish there was, you know, like in this kind of situation talking about about capacity i think disney's system is better because mm-hmm. at least you're disappointed before you've left right the house. ahead of time yeah, like <laughs> oh man i'm not getting into hollywood studios yeah, like yeah. i would hate to show up to the gate with my five-year-old and my two-year-old and my whatever year old in tow crying because we can't go ride you know uh Rise of the Resistance or whatever it is.
0: Harry like, Potter, or, yeah. yeah. So
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't, like, I think, I like that Universal is more flexible, but I, the fact that they're just closing to capacity now, I don't know, you got to stay on site and you have to be at that park during early entry. Yeah. Do not even attempt to get there half an hour past opening. Yeah, whatever
0: you do, do not sleep in. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, can you even imagine you just, you know, just whatever reason your alarm doesn't go off, you don't wake up as early as you normally do, and then psh, that's it. -hmm. You're going to a park that day, like that would be no butter
1: beer for me, no. Oh, Oh, that would be terrible. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. I I have said, you know, I have a couple of clients who are going to Universal in the next couple of weeks, and I have said, set every alarm in your room. (laughs) Yeah. Set your watch. Set your phone. Set your husband's phone. Set your kids' phones. Set like do not sleeping.
2: Yeah. And sometimes if it if the park closes to capacity, they will open it up a little bit later in the day, but you don't know, that's not a guarantee that they right. will. Yeah, just and busy. you don't know what time, so what, are you just
1: going to sit outside the gates for the next four hours? <laughs> right. Like, please,
0: please, 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 please. Looking pathetic. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> please, sir, may I have some more? Yeah, yeah. no, it's going to work. <laughs> All right, so that does it for, well, actually, no, that's not true. That does it for news, but this week, Heather has a little something she would like to say.
1: I just really want to give a shout out to our amazing listener Maggie she did the most wonderful favor for me and it was such a surprise out of nowhere um I was sitting on my couch last night and I got a a message a, a direct message on Instagram and she said the mini tweed ears are at touch of Disney I'm assuming you got them when you were here and I said no I checked every single store at Disney's California Adventure and the mini tweed ears that I've been looking for for a month and a half were not there. And so she picked me up a pair and she is mailing them to me. So I just want to say thank you so much, Maggie. I know I said it to you uh, on online, but I want to tell everybody how amazing she is. I want to say thank you in public. And also I just love what a little family we've all become. Isn't that so sweet? you have
0: the best listeners ever. Cool.
1: I love that we've kind of just become like a little family, and, and you know, she remembered something that I posted in our Facebook group forever ago, and yep. was like they're here. Let me get them for you, and yep. that's just so sweet. So thank you very much.
0: That's so uh, sweet. I know I can see the little um, bow. Yeah. Uh, the little bow doll that we all got thanks to one of our other listeners. So yeah.
2: Bye. Yeah, mine's awesome. Right I see. Yep. Mine. Yep. <laughs> I had to I had to move the little guy off my desk because he kept falling over. <laughs> so very now I yeah, put him up on a dude. Yeah. on a shelf and propped him. So yep. <laughs> now he's in a better place.
0: That's really very appropriate though, having raised one of those small, top-heavy Asian children. <laughs> I had one of I had one of those like big-headed Asian boys that like, you know, you don't know how they walk because their heads are so big. Um so I I I I appreciate that vow very much. Uh, all right. So that does it for news. Stay tuned. We are going to be talking about split stays at Disney. Let's get into it. Sharla, you had written this blog post a few weeks ago. It's probably like a month and a half ago now, actually. I do not think about it. Uh, yeah.
2: I don't, I don't know. What the day Time is relevant.
0: We're in a pandemic. It is. Yeah.
2: Um, February 8th. Yeah. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Only
0: well, the
1: greatest day of the year.
0: Yeah. Well, oh. no, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Th- so it's this was funny. Andrew's birthday post, basically, yes. is what we're saying. Um,
2: <laughs> it's funny because, you know, sometimes you come up with a blog topic, and Sarah actually came up with this topic. But and Sarah
0: was planning on writing this yeah. whole topic.
2: <laughs> and so I just said, Sarah, I'm writing this. And it was just like word vomit. I wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. And sometimes that just happens. And sometimes it's, I don't know, I guess it, I have a lot to say on the topic. And it worked out really well for us and now we're going to talk about it today because there's a lot to consider with a split stay it used to be that you could just stay and you know split your you could stay in a different place every single night and there weren't so many complications but now with some of the other things that we'll get into it gets a little bit complicated it can get a little bit complicated
0: yeah it's yeah it's it's definitely more complicated now than it would have been a year and a half ago right uh,
1: well so. I am very personally invested in this topic because I I have done split stays before. I do not like them. I just, I like to unpack. I like to get to my destination, spend 20 minutes unpacking, and then that is my home for World however sake. long. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I, I'm gonna say it, I hate a split stay. However, I have two trips coming up to Walt Disney World this year, and for both of them, I am considering a split stay. One, out of necessity, because DVC doesn't have a room available for the entire time I'm there, unless I want to stay at a resort I don't really like. And the other one, because I want to check out two resorts, but I also don't want to give up staying at the Beach Club for Food and
0: Wine Festival. Yeah. Mm, yeah.
1: So, teach me, Charlotte Tell yeah, me your way. Yeah, I'm gonna
0: say, I actually... I'm the one that wrote the title for this because, and Charlotte decided not to change it because the, the title is a split is genius or madness, because I really was trying to talk myself into when I came up with the topic, I was like, all right, I hate a split stay. Let's see if I can change my own mind. Um, and then Charlotte wrote it and she did a little bit kind of change my mind. So, all right. so uh,
2: the way that this is going to come down to in terms of deciding really, and we'll, if, if we talk about this now, it'll go a little bit of out of order, but Basically it's going to decide do you need tickets or do you not need tickets to the theme parks. That is the key because a couple years ago Walt Disney World changed their ticket system to date-based tickets and they also have made it so that like if you are staying 5 nights you can only get up to like a 7-day ticket, maybe mm-hmm. 6 days depending on the time of year even. So if you need theme park tickets and you want to stay three nights here and three nights here, you cannot get a six or seven day ticket on that one part, on that first part. And if you want to get tickets on both parts, you're going to be spending a whole lot of extra money because, you know, it's cheaper per day. So you don't want to get a three day ticket and a three day ticket. You want to get a right. six day ticket. That being said, that you can get tickets separate from your room reservation either way. And that's how to do it if you want to do a split stay and you need theme park tickets.
0: Okay, so we're gonna get into that. Yeah. Um, actually, you know, let, let's just bump that up. So, Cause what you're talking about really is the difference between a package versus a room only reservation.
2: Yes.
1: My question is, is how exciting or beneficial it, it is it to do a split stay That you want to purchase your tickets separately. Because I feel like there are a lot more benefits to including your tickets in a package
2: versus buying them up front. Well, I will will say that. You can get a room-only package that will include some of the other, you know, little extras like the little gift cards and stuff. You can also, should they come back, add a dining plan to that room-only package. So you can leave the tickets off and get the, um, and get the dining plan at and, and some of the perks. Now, we'll, we could go on and on about what if discounts come out that make you add tickets in and stuff like that. The, but that's a whole that's a whole other thing.
1: But also just for if you're purchasing your tickets, like, separately, even if you do a room-only package or a room-only reservation, if you're purchasing your tickets separately, I have to pay for my tickets up front. That right? is true. Uh-huh. And, yep. they're and, not, and they're, they're non-refundable.
2: Non-refundable. If you book a package... And right now you can cancel up to like the day before you go. That's not typically the case, but it is April 30th. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. So if you, um, so, or if you want to move your dates instead of cancel, it is very, it is a lot easier with a whole package than it is with tickets separately. Yeah. Um, So let's just say this,
0: there are a lot of sort of actual technical details that come into booking a split stay, and what's better for you. Um, And so what I would say is contact your travel agent, you know, (laughs) to go through the nitty gritty, like we're not going to go through every single nitty gritty detail of this versus this or this versus this. in the sheer interest of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um So we're going to look at this more from like a macro perspective. Yeah. Like, and
2: I, I also have laid it out in that blog post too. That's, that's right. So yeah, thing.
0: exactly. For for details on, you know, the, the nitty gritty of it, check out Charlotte's blog post. If you go to DisneyParkPrincess.com and just type in split stay in our search engine, which is at the top right-hand corner of the website, um it'll come right up. So, yes. exactly. and we'll link to it in the description as well. Um But just, so let's just, let's get into why, why would anybody, why would anybody consider a split stay? Like, why is this even a thing?
2: Yeah. Explain it to me because I don't understand it. (laughs) Okay. So you hit, you hit on it earlier. What if the resort you want to stay at is not available for your entire stay? What if you want, you have always wanted to stay at the beach club, but you cannot afford a stay at the beach club for seven, eight nights. So let's book the first five nights at a less expensive resort and then the last two at the beach club or, you know, so that it gives you a chance to try out different resorts that you may not be able to stay at for your entire, entire stay, Mm -hmm. but you can still stay there for one or two nights and enjoy some of the amenities that, that those places have to offer.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: So those are the two main reasons, you know, availability and just trying something, trying something new Mm
0: -hmm. and budget.
2: Yeah exactly exactly yep. so okay. that's yeah that's my that's my biggest thing or you know if you if you are um putting a cruise in the middle this this is a little bit different but you know you stay two nights pre-cruise at somewhere to go on your cruise then take two nights post-cruise somewhere else um you have to have a split stay as part of the nature of going on the cruise <laughs> but you know you don't have to stay in the same place both times it's it's just a different a different spot different location
0: Got it. Okay. Yeah. So like, where do you start? You decide which resorts you want to stay at? Um, that's what I would do.
2: Or, or maybe decide which, what your, what your budget is. That's probably first. And then decide which resorts or resort or resorts. If you decide that the budget is too, too little for the amount that you want to, or for the hotel itself, um, and then look at it in terms of weekdays versus weekends as well. The weekends are generally more expensive, therefore, you want to use your deluxe resorts. if you're going to stay at a deluxe resort, you want to do that during the week and on the weekend stay at the value or moderate resort. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also recommend staying at the che- the less nice. I don't necessarily want to stay cheaper. With the less nice hotel first, and then moving up the category second. To me, it's a whole lot better going from Pop Century to Caribbean Beach or Beach Club than the other way around. You know? Yeah, you don't
0: want to start at the Beach Club and then have to go to Caribbean Beach like that. Right. You know?
2: Yeah, and Caribbean Beach is a is a nice it's a nice resort. But when but you, you compare
0: it to Storm Along Bay, yeah, you know, exactly. The pool's yeah. going to suffer by comparison. <laughs>
2: yeah. So I always recommend, if you can, make it so that you stay first at the, um, at the less expensive resort and then move over to the more expensive one and keep that more expensive one throughout the week versus the weekends if you can.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so, all right. So you've, you've convinced us. We're going to do a split stay. Is it I one mean, reservation? Is it two reservations? Like, how does that all work? It is two reservations. Um, so
2: that means that means two deposits, yes. That means two numbers to enter in my Disney experience. Um, so the deposit, if you do a room only, the deposit is one night plus tax. So that may mean, you know, if you're doing Pop Century at two hundred dollars a night and a beach club at six hundred dollars a night, that's an eight hundred dollar deposit. If you were able to do two packages, that's also less deposit, two hundred and two hundred. So that's a little bit better.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Um, but either way, it's two reservations. No, nope, two if reservations, you do or three reservations if you're uh, one of my recent clients who booked high. I won't say her name, <laughs> uh, but you know she's she's doing she's doing. But three you know who
0: you are, and you listen to the podcast. Yeah,
2: so. <laughs> three reservations for her birthday, which is fantastic. Um, but she doesn't have the tickets to complicate things. Right. And so yes, it's three it's three separate deposits, it's four separate deposits, however many reservations you have, you'll have a separate reservation number and a separate deposit. Okay. Yeah. Got it.
0: And then how difficult is it to move between hotels?
2: That's the easiest part. So you pack your stuff, you take it to Bell Services, and you say, I am transferring to the beach club, or I am we're picking on the beach club today. I am transferring over to the contemporary. And they will move your stuff for you. You go to out throughout your day, whatever you're doing, um, theme parks, Disney Springs, whatever. You then at the end of the day or whatever time you're ready, you go check in at the Contemporary. And they will have your luggage waiting there at that Bell Services. It is the easiest thing. You don't have to worry about the buses or getting a taxi or anything. They will move your stuff for you nice bring now bring a few dollars to tip bell services but um that's that's going to be the case if you have to use bell services at any point then definitely bring a few dollars but in this case i would definitely bring you know a few singles for that
0: so monkey ranch question this just occurred to me and i unlike the other questions have been asking i don't know the answer to this one um are they moving luggage during COVID? i don't I, i know they're not moving luggage for magical express so
1: i feel like that they were they are still moving luggage. Are
0: still.
1: okay I, I can i'm not 100 percent on that but i feel like i've had people
2: there and they did have their luggage moved but
0: okay i don't
2: yeah i don't know the answer to that 100 percent, but they would have to have bell services open because you know if people arrive earlier and their rooms aren't yeah bell there,
0: services is definitely yeah operating right so, so and they I will be-
1: and i have had luggage delivered to my room during covid from bell services whether Mm -hmm. or not they transfer hotels but they did
2: bring me my luggage i would think that if if uh, bell services is operating then they're moving it but i do not know the answer to that and i don't know okay
1: awesome i just just check it it. is much less appealing to do a split stay if they won't move my luggage for me Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i think you're right i think that's true but i don't know 100 so i figured I'd ask just in case you did. Um, What else do we need to know about split stays? Um, Like the dining plan isn't available right now, but like if I want to do a split stay, how does that work with a dining plan?
2: Oh, that's, that's where you need the two packages. Um, So you need to book a room and ticket package or just a room and dining package for both parts of your stay. So whether there's tickets on it or not, and this is good for annual pass holders or anybody who just doesn't need theme park tickets for whatever reason, you can get room plus dine package. And you can do that for all two or all three, however many resorts you're staying at. And that makes it a package, which means that it's a $200 per reservation deposit. Mm -hmm. So you can add whatever dining plan you want, whether you have tickets on there or not. You have to call in to make that reservation. You cannot do it online. Um,
0: or you should be having your travel agent book it for you.
2: Yes. And, <laughs> you know, that, but that I, the reason I like packages is it makes it much more flexible to add things like that. If I just book a room only for you, then I cannot add the tickets. I cannot add the dining. We have to cancel and rebook. It's how Disney systems works. It's, you know, it's not necessarily ideal. But if we book a package, even just a ticketless package... I can add tickets. I can add dining. I can remove that. I can add travel insurance, add Memory Maker right to it. You can't do that with just a room only. Yep. yep. So, so, yeah, book book all the packages you want. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty simple to do, and you don't need the tickets on there. Some people probably think you do, but you actually don't.
0: Yep. <laughs> Ticketless
2: packages. Yeah.
0: The best kept secret of Walt Disney World. <laughs> All right. Anything else?
2: Um, I think that's it. I mean,
1: I want to know how much of a hassle, just op- opinions only, please. I'm not looking for facts here. How much <laughs> of a hassle is it to not only book your, your two reservations and you have to link everything to your My Disney Experience, moving in between the resorts? What's the check-in like? I need to know what I'm in for here.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I, that's going to be opinion, your opinion for sure, because it's not difficult to link a reservation on my Disney experience. You just do it twice. Um, it's not difficult to pack and unpack. You just do it twice. Yes, especially- it is.
0: Yes, it is. <laughs> You just I need to take that. you just need that. to take your
2: husband with you to repack it. Oh, in, in between point. Yeah. To no, you're right.
0: As long as yeah, yeah it
2: but still that takes time out of
1: the day, right? Exactly. Like, and I'm now sitting here for 30 like I hate packing and unpacking. I just want it out of the way. I want my clothes hanging up in the closet and now I have to un because I'm not not gonna unpack, right? Living out of a suitcase is literally the worst experience to me. I can't do it. So I just I don't know. I feel like yeah. it's well, you, I I'm going to be doing two split stays this year and I'm not looking forward to them you have not convinced me
2: here's another another, um, thought pack two suitcases suitcase a is stuff you need for first resort suitcase B is stuff you need for second resort and then all you need to do is pack your toiletries into suitcase B when you get ready to leave now they charge you seventy five dollars a bag to check. Yes, <laughs> I, I I don't know if is it worth it for you to do. I don't know. I can't make that decision for you. You know, but it, it's it's I don't usually split my stay when I'm at Walt Disney World, but I will go somewhere before and after a cruise, or we'll go to Legoland before Walt Disney World. So sometimes. It's just some, you know, you're it's making what you two do, yeah. different things. And so sometimes it's just the way things work. So. For me,
0: I would need it to be a longer trip. Like if it's a longer trip, I'm going to be more willing to consider a split stay because it'll give me a chance to sort of like nest in the first hotel, you know, <laughs> unpack, make myself at home, live a little, feel comfy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then, you know, I can do it again. If I've been there long enough, you know, yeah. I, Personally, I couldn't do it, you know, every two or three nights. Like, I would need it to be, like, an eight-night stay and I'm spending, you know, five days at the first hotel and three days at the second or something like that.
1: I need, like, at least five nights in each hotel or or whatever. I,
2: Yeah. No. Sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean... Hey, it's it's not it's not necessarily for everybody. This is why we don't know if it's genius or bad.
0: And we've but. done it. Like we should be clear. We like we've done this. Like we yeah. just we've did done this it trip many a few times. years ago Where Heather and I were at one hotel the first night. We checked into the Grand Floridian uh-huh. for the and then we and then the three of us went to the Contemporary for the last yeah. few nights. Like we have done. Like we're acting like we haven't done this, but we have done. <laughs>
1: Yeah, many many times it does not mean like that was so. We just, when, didn't we, can, into, we just don't like it.
2: We just yeah. experience when we say we don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and and you know we'll do this a lot. You know, especially like since we like to go to Legoland or we like to go to Universal, or we like to go on a cruise. We'll stay one or two nights somewhere. But I do pack if I even if I take one suitcase, I do pack a little bit differently. You know, I'll say, okay, I need this the first night, and I packing
0: cubes, baby. Yeah,
2: yeah, I use packing cubes, and I will unpack for that one night or two nights in the first hotel. I'll unpack what I need for that, and I will fill those drawers, and I will pack them back up.
0: But yeah.
2: you know, it's it, it's it's certainly doable, especially if it's like a bucket list place you want to stay, or you just you're just not quite sure, want to try out a resort. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a legitimate way to do something um, and to yeah. and, uh, see something that you may not see otherwise.
0: Yeah. I also think it's a nice way to add on, like if you've done sort of a longer stay and like you've done all your park days and you really just want a couple days at the end that are going to be non-park days, like a room only with no tickets stay at like, I don't know, Animal Kingdom Lodge, for example, yeah. or something like somewhere where you wouldn't necessarily like it's not attached to a park or something. It's not as easy to access the parks. I think that's a nice way to sort of, you know, just to have a couple days to sort of regroup and really relax at the end of a trip.
2: The vacation from your vacation. There
0: you go. (laughs) All right. Well, that does it for this week. Uh, The split stays at Walt Disney World. We had all kinds of news at the beginning. Thank you again to our listener, Maggie, who helped Heather out with her ears. (laughs) We're going to want pictures, Heather, when they come. I'm so excited. Very Thank exciting!
1: You. Thank you again, Maggie. I'm so excited to get them.
0: Yep. So coming up on our Patreon extra, we're going to be recording with our beloved Facebook group admin, um, Kyle Davis. Kyle is one of we our... Love our Kyle. We love our Kyle, one of our OG fans, and he is this week's Patreon spotlight. So we're going to be recording that uh, later today. So stay tuned and that will be up next. Next week on the podcast, we have... Vegan at Walt Disney World. Yay! Oh, yay!
2: I'm sorry, I'm very even, excited I didn't even have to this. look. I knew I am so <laughs> excited about this. We're going to have a guest on, and we're going to talk all about it.
0: And Yes, our friend Susanna Otis will be joining yeah. us. Um, and she's the owner of Vegan at Walt Disney World, uh, or the Vegan at Disney blog, I think it's called. So, uh, As well as yeah. Aniland. She has a couple blogs. So, Yeah,
2: exactly. So I am very excited. I am so excited about this. Um, And learning a lot from from her. She's been vegetarian slash vegan for a number of years. And is always in the parks doing all the vegan food options that they have. So it's very cool.
0: Yes. We're super excited that Susanna is going to be able to join us. So uh, stay tuned for the Patreon Extra. Don't forget to visit our website, www.disneyparkprincess.com. Be sure to join our Facebook group. Uh, You can join and help support us at patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess. Um, Also check out, you know, Instagram and all of those good social media stuff. We have a YouTube channel, blah, 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 blah. Uh, If you're doing your shopping, you can go through our website. We have Amazon and Shop Disney affiliate links. That helps us out as well. Um, Like, share, comment, engage. All of those things help us out immensely and help us to grow our reach for Disney Park Princess. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.